Corey Haynes, Ray Haynes. And you can find his podcast on the More Music app, numbering our days. Last week, you had like 14,000 listeners on there. <laughs> a lot of people have been listening, and I'm glad because it, it stirs in my heart so much, all of this. And I'm so glad so many people are enjoying and yeah. digging in because, uh, you know, if you encounter Jesus, it's what victory's all about anyways. Uh, it's the sound of revival. We want to revive your heart on a daily basis. We want to, just like that, we want you to, to think about the words of God and, and find faith and encouragement in them. And I love the music we play. I love the teaching we play. And it's my honor to get to be here as well. And I love to, to, to impart to you the, the gift that is, is Corey and, and Brian and Nathan and Tim and, and so many others as they just share from their heart the kingdom of God. And I hope it expands in you. That's the whole thing. Mm. And so these teaching moments are, for me, are just like that. They're very special. And uh, I love, love, love them. And every time I feel like uh, I was just thinking I was telling you when I was coming in, I had such, I've been having such an intimate, close time with God because of these. And when they end, it's like, oh, (laughs) I'm going to miss that. So I have to find that, you know, a new depth of way to uh, study hard. I do. And spend a lot of time just because God's always popping up and just going, hey, what about this? And, Mm -hmm. And I love that. It just stirs my heart. So. And in fact, this part of it, we're going to talk about coming out of Egypt. And this is what God was just talking to me about over the last day or two. And I was just trying to sort through in my mind and just change so much of the way I looked at everything. So we're going out of Egypt. All right. For over 3,000 years, every generation of Jew has been building sukkahs and decorating them, eating and sleeping inside of them. And they're dancing and they're celebrating in the streets. And of course, they're celebrating the 40 years with God in the desert. Uh, Tabernacles is one of the most joyous feasts you will ever experience. But what if there's more to dance about than the Jews discovered? Well, let's go back to the Exodus and start from the beginning, you know, to when God brought them out and see if there's something more to his commands to celebrate this yearly feast. So here's what it says, Leviticus 23. You shall dwell in booths, sukkah, for seven days. All native Israelites shall dwell in booths, that your generation may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths, or sukkah, when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. All right, so dwelling in sukkah, 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 it's all through the thing. And when, when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. So notice those words, when I brought them out. So maybe tabernacles isn't about 40 years of wandering. Maybe it's about the initial exodus when God brought them out. And I mean the immediate part of it. Tabernacles is actually a second celebration of the Passover, but without the lamb and the unleavened bread. It's got some other qualities. Exodus 12 begins in Egypt at the first Passover or Pesach when God tells them what to do to avoid encountering the death angel. Then God instructs Moses how he wants them to celebrate the Exodus in the years ahead. They're going to take a lamb, inspect the lamb, kill the lamb, eat the lamb on a certain day, but the future Passovers won't include blood on the doors or a death angel. And instead of just one meal, it'll be a week-long festival called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So, all right, now back in real time in Exodus 12, the Exodus begins, the death angel arrives, decimates all the firstborn in Egypt, people and animals. All of Israel is safe because of the blood of the lambs. So Pharaoh releases the Israelites and the rest of the grieving Egyptians are afraid and they beg them to leave, which allows the Jews to plunder them of silver and gold and clothing and all they request. They begin their journey and after three days, they arrive at a place in the desert with a very familiar name. It's still Exodus 12. Then the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succot. That's the same word as Sukkot. So they took a three-day journey and they ended up at Sukkot. And it says about 600,000 men on foot 
besides children. A mixed multitude went up with them also in flocks and herds, great deal of livestock, and they baked unleavened cakes of dough, which they had brought out of Egypt. All right, so the escaping Israelites' first stop was a town with the Hebrew name of Sukkot when they left Israel. So to understand how that's possible, we probably need to turn the pages back a few hundred years to walk in the footsteps of that guy we keep mentioning this morning, Jacob, the man who brought his family to Egypt, the same family that has grown and grown into now millions and now has been rescued from slavery. They're now called the Israelites, and there's millions of them instead of 80. In the book of Genesis, we meet Jacob and his brother Esau, who Jacob cheats of his inheritance and blessing, which inspires Jacob to flee lest he be killed. Well, 20 years pass. Jacob is raising his family, begins a journey to return to his parents, his ancestral lands. Well, you know how that ends. This puts him right into the path of Esau, who to Jacob's great surprise, no longer wanted to kill him, but instead welcomed him back with open arms, and they restore their strained relationship. Jacob continues his travels, when he reached a safe place, he stopped and he made sukkahs for his family and flocks. Which and is way different than hookahs. <laughs> Explain what sukkahs are again. It's the tabernacle. It's just a little tent. It's a mm -hmm. little cover. It's a little dwelling. So it's sukkot or a sukkah is just the, the another word for it. It's all the same word for his family and flocks. So he built one for his family, built some more for his cattle, and he's got a bunch of them. And later when he continued his journey, the sukkahs stayed there and became the place's namesake. And here's what it says, Genesis 33. So that day Esau started on his way back to Seir. Jacob, however, went to Sukkoth, where he built a place for himself and made shelters for his livestock. That is why the place is called <laughs> Sukkoth. That's actually more like Sukkoth, but it's still S-U-K-K. -K, it's the same word. So it turns out that the name Sukkot or Sukkoth came from Jacob. And so for clarity's sake, the town in Israel that we just talked about is 300 miles from the town by the same name in Egypt where the Israelites came out and ended up. So they're not the same towns, but they're both the same names. Mm. And we know where the name comes from because it's Jacob. So how did this all happen? That's an interesting story. We think we don't really know, but we think I'll tell you that one coming up next. So we're talking about the fall feast right now. This is our general manager, it's also my sweet dad that comes in oh, every my sweet dog. <laughs> every Jewish holiday. And you just break it down as a believer, what we need to receive during these days, what God has for us yeah. all as a family of God.